Blog Talk Radio. This is jumping. Oh, oh man, the music starts automatic. Let's hope that it comes on. Yay! Cut that off. Cut that off. <laughs> Damn, that's almost five seconds. All right, off. greetings, <laughs> blue people. <laughs> Welcome to the Blue Click Radio Show. We're not going to do any um, intro music because this show is going to be so packed full of good information that we are not even going to need <clears throat> um, to get you riled up in the beginning with with um, any kind of music. So, welcome to the broadcast. Um, if you haven't listened to our show before, we're just here to talk honestly about where we are in our spiritual experience. We're to be here here to be as authentic and open as possible as we discover our truth. So, welcome. Um, subscribe on Blog Talk or iTunes so you can get the shows regularly if you're listening live. Call in at um, 323-642-1637 because um, we'll probably go into the um, 15 minutes after hours if you want to listen. But subscribe so you can know when we have future shows. Um so I am Nikki, your host, and joining us as always is Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. <laughs> and Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so All right. So if you haven't listened to the last show yesterday, the 28th, we uh, started to discuss how white privilege has created um, a very delicate fragile um, existence for those who have benefited from it. So we're kind of talking about the downside or what it has created. Um, Some of the things that we talked about is how the group that has dominated this society has never really had any iron sharpened iron experiences. And so therefore they have experienced a lot of um, atrophies to Um, the character building and and the fragility that they're experiencing now when they are being confronted with some of the things that they may be be held accountable for spiritually, emotionally, physical, and mentally. Um, And the fallout behind that is kind of what we're experiencing now. Um, when, When you gain from, not from your own merit, but from holding everyone else down or holding them behind, eventually everything is going to fall apart. So that's kind of what we're talking about now is kind of how our natural evolution and how everyone's in a different evolutionary point and how all of that is kind of coming to head right now. So where we left off last time, I won't go too much into that because you can always go in the archives and listen to the other show. But where we left off last time is we were um, talking about how, um, Aaron, you had made a really good point and you were talking about how you know you are privileged if you feel discomfort and you can just walk away and go back to your regular life and nothing is affected. You don't have to change anything when something devastating happens. Um you can just choose. You know, the nothing changes for you. You can choose how you want to participate in it. It doesn't really affect your life. Um, and I think I was asking um, about 
in your upbringing versus maybe your white counterparts' upbringing, some things that we may have had to think about that they have not had to think about um, that now that everything is, is changing and the atmosphere and the energy is changing. You know, there are some things that are that they're going to have to deal with that they've never had to deal with before. Um, so any thoughts, Erin, I'll start with you. Any thoughts that you've had since the last show that about anything that we talked about or anything new that has come up that you want to talk about or mention? Uh, just the notion of having to be well-behaved <laughs> as a tactic for survival. I mean, that's, that's the big one. Uh-huh. I, I was uh, in a rehearsal mm. with a company, and I just let myself go off for a while, and I was just talking about how I resented the fact that I had to be good or well-behaved uh, mm-hmm. because of right. what it would, you know, what it, what it would help me do or what it would help me avoid. And then also just, you know, thinking about how my value is perceived. You know, am I I liked because of how comfortable I make people or because of my perceived Mm -hmm. proximity to whiteness? You know, am I I seen as more valuable uh, the less black I appear? And that's just something, you know, it's it's how, how many people actually like me for me versus what they see or think of me. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's yep. ongoing, but that's mm. something that's really just uh, been made uh, crystal, no, I don't want to say crystal clear, but it's something that has been very much forced to the forefront of my mind in a new way because of mm-hmm. what is going on right now. You really have to think about who you are and where you stand and, uh, and why, you're, why you're there and, why pe- and, and, right. and, and how people right. see you. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Right. Good point. Right. What's your thoughts about that, Sean? Um, I've always had a weird perception of white people have always perceived me as a threat. <laughs> I'm not a small person. Contrary to my voice, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not small. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing about me that denotes anything that 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 would lend you to think that I'm weak. And and mm-hmm. a lot of white people are threatened. They always have been. I've always gotten the weirdest responses from white men. Mm. Like for example, one time I, I was uh-huh. walking into a store, uh-huh. and um, I was I, I walked in the store. He was walking out of the store, and he had his back turned, and he kind of turned and bumped into me, and he looked up at me, and he put his hands up, and he said, "Don't kill me, don't kill me," and he started laughing. Not not you know. Oh. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Don't kill me. And I just looked at him, like, you know, and kind of dismissed him and walked away. But I've always gotten that kind of look. And and I've and over the years, I've kind of trained myself. Because I used to be the type of person where I'm, a, I'm I, I would try to go out of my way to make you feel comfortable. I don't want you to feel like I was a threat just because, I, you know, I, don't, I wasn't. And I felt for a long time it was my right. responsibility to make people feel comfortable. You know, and in recent years, since I've gotten more away from that, I've always, you know, picked up the elements of, wow, this guy right here, he could really, he could, he could, he could tear me apart if he wanted to. And their minds would instantly go to, you know, he's some type of brute that could 
you know, kill me in a moment's notice. I've always had to deal with that type of element as it relates to white folks and white men in particular. And um, I began uh-huh. to notice and understand that there's there's a very fragile element that comes along with those folks. Mm-hmm. You know, as it relates to us, and and that's a lot of that is showing up in in the police brutality and all of that stuff. A lot of times, man, them guys are afraid of you. Yeah, not yep. because yeah. you've uh-huh. you you you've um, created some element of, of of danger in the media or anything like that. They're really genuinely afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everything's so a threat. That, so that's why everything's a weapon. Absolutely. Your cigarette is a weapon. Absolutely. Your uh, you reaching in Even your pocket a is a re- weapon. You moving is a weapon. Everything's Absolutely. a weapon because they are. Yeah, you're right. They are afraid. Absolutely. You know, and, and, um, and I've always been responsibility. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, no, just, I I was just going to say the same thing again. I was just going to say the same thing. Um, I was just going to say, give a couple of examples of, like, when I can totally relate to what you're saying, Aaron, as far as, um, you know, do people like you? I had an an incident not too long ago with, I have, again, with my my, my kids at school, it's a very, everybody in the little parent um, group is white people. The only black mm-hmm. person they had is leaving because her kid was in fifth grade. So she's she's leaving down to another school. So they're trying to recruit. And I'm one, I like to be involved. I'm there as much as possible. I volunteer a lot. But I, I don't want to join any groups because I don't want to link myself to any group because I I don't necessarily know what I'm linking myself to or the people I'm linking myself to. I'm, I just do what I want to do mm-hmm. um, and what works for me. So they're trying to recruit me. We were at like the end of the year picnic and and there several people have come up to me and asked me, you know, are you going to be on Peak? It's called Peak Parent something something something. Um, are you going to be on Peak next year? And have you thought about Peak? And you should really join Peak. And and I, and uh, the last woman I said, well, you know, you're like the third person who asked me, and she was like, oh, you should feel really honored that they really want you. And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> well, why do you think that? Um, and there was a group of parents who who were sitting over who were are very they had like braids and blue hair and wild and loud and you know what you would think of as a typical stereotypical what they would consider stereotypical black person sitting at the table um mm-hmm. nobody said anything to them i said why don't you ask that you want more diversity why aren't you why aren't you asking them why are you asking me See that's and I'm afraid of all you're doing is trying to make yourself more comfortable asking me. That's why I don't want to join your group because I don't want to be the oh we're diverse we have Nikki. I don't want to be the diverse person. I don't want to be the help. I'm not the help. So right. I'm happy to mm-hmm. if you guys need some help. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to let me know what you guys need help with. I'll show up to a meeting, but I don't want to join because you want to ask me. But those people are sitting right over there, and they obviously care enough about their children and care enough about the school that they showed up to this event. So why are you asking me? Ask them. Don't ask me. And, of course, they, you know, don't do that or don't know that because, again, I don't want – it's easy to like me because I'm, you know (laughs) – I'm non-threatening. I show up. Mm -hmm. I'm careful. I'm nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're a safe Negro. So 
Right. <laughs> yep. 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 You're a safe Negro. Exactly. That's I'd right, be you're... <laughs> Yep, I'm the safe Negro. I'm the safe right, Negro. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the safe Negro. And they know right. I'm the safe mm-hmm. Negro. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they associate me with the last mm-hmm. person who was the safe Negro because her whole attitude was just accept me, look at me for me, see me for who I am. And I told them several times, I'm not that. I'm not right. that. You don't have to like me or accept me. But I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still somehow the safe. But I'm the safe Negro. They like me. Oh, I like you. I like you know. They like me enough. I'm not you know. I'm approachable. Um. So mm-hmm. I had that. I had that exact thought go through my head when you said, "Do you like me for me, or do you like me because I feel I make you feel comfortable, and you want to appear right. to have some openness and some diversity?" So I'm the safe option instead of really going to someone who may be interested and don't haven't been asked or haven't been approached but probably has a lot to offer because you don't want someone in your group who's going to think exactly like you think so what or what's the point you want somebody who's going to think differently mm. so yeah i i can totally relate to that and the having to behave well on two notes one is because you as a black person, the way you behave, if you behave positively, it's Aaron is a nice Negro. But if you behave mm-hmm. badly, it's, well, you that's how black people are. Then you right. represent the whole group. And then two, just like um, Sandra Bland, when they were saying, well, she just had an attitude from the start, as if that is a reason that someone could lead to someone killing her it's because, well, she had an attitude from the start. She should have complied. She should have listened. She should have been quiet. She should have shut up. Uh, because we're not allowed to have a bad day. We're not allowed to have be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to be children. If children act up, if white children, I, I've, I've seen this a million times on both sides, being the parent and right. being a teacher, is if white children act out in class, oh, they're just being children. They're being young. They're being teenagers. If black children did it, well, I wonder what kind of future he's, I wonder where he's headed. We all know where he's headed automatically. So we don't have the option of even having, being children. We don't have the option of making a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because that one mistake carries you. Um, Sean, you hung up. Are you? I just lost Sean. Um, we don't have that we don't have the option of someone understanding that we are just kids or just having a bad day or are in a bad mood Um, right since Sandra Bland is in the forefront I'm going to use her an example again she just drove cross country she was probably exhausted she was probably she moved out of the way so that he can pass in the first place. So she was trying to think, be thoughtful, and do what she was supposed to do in the first place. Um, she was smoking a cigarette probably because she was stressed. I mean, there are several things that could have been considered of why she was, and she was a strong black woman and she knew her rights. So she was in right. every right to say everything that she said. Um, but when she got out of that car and she's six feet tall he probably was cut off guard that this is more than I was bargaining for when she stepped out because she wasn't a small, meek woman. She was six feet tall. Mm -hmm. So, again, they're scared shitless. I like people who show any type of of strength at all whatsoever. Yes. 
Did you miss the last few minutes? Um, so, yeah, we were just talking about, I was just, again, we were, I don't know how much you missed, but we were just talking about the, the safe Negroes versus the, the not safe Negroes. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, and how even, yeah. right, <laughs> the ones that are not so safe. Wow. Um, and how having, and, and one thing that I think that they're going to have to be held accountable for or that they're going to be confronted with is there's a difference between having privilege that you earned and privilege that you did not. Uh-huh. And the privilege yep. that exists in America is the privilege there is the privilege not by your own merits at all whatsoever, just by um, holding down everybody else, or bullying everybody else, or taking from everybody else, or killing or stealing from everybody else. It, it was nothing that was earned. And so, when left to your own devices, when you've never earned anything, what do you have to stand on? Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about how one of their fears is that if we're in power, we're going to treat them the way that they treated us, which that's not who we are. Right. It's not our nature. Um, all we're going to do is go off on our own. And if we go off on our own and do what we do, not holding them up or not allowing them to stand on our backs anymore, they go away. They disappear. Right, or they show up with tanks, or they show up with tanks and bomb the city and bomb and bomb your 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 infrastructure like they did in Oklahoma and everywhere else. Right, right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, uh-huh. you know, they they'll show up and and, and try to destroy uh-huh. whatever it is that you have. <laughs> right, or they'll you know right. they'll take take little uh little things from your culture. Little shiny right. ornaments, little uh-huh. ways of doing things, and uh-huh. <laughs> repackage it slightly, and uh, act mm-hmm. like it's it's something right. that they created. Absolutely, it's always something every day. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, something that they criticized us for, and then right. once they figure out how to use it, then it's then it's hip and cool, and yeah, everybody wants it over and over right. and over. Yeah, that kills me. Okay, yeah. so explain. I have a question for you. One of the one of the things that it's um, hard to for white people who poor white people don't think that they have white privilege because the first thing they'll say is, "Oh, I had it hard too, and I had to pull myself up by my own bootstraps, and my mom worked two jobs so that I could go to private school, and I had to work my way through college, and I don't have any white privilege. What white privilege? So how?" How would you explain white privilege to um, a broke white person who wants to go first? <laughs> Sean, we'll start. Well, now go ahead, Eric. Or whoever. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. I, would, uh, <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, I guess what I would say is you have to imagine that um, – not being handed anything and that notion and having to pull yourself up by your bootstraps as a poor white person, imagine that you're in a lane, okay? It's a, it's a lane for the poor white person who has to pull him or herself up by his or her bootstraps. Okay, the lane's probably several miles long, and it might be up a steep hill, but that's really about it. Yeah, you're going to have to work hard to get to the top, but uh, with effort, 
you should be able to get there. For the other, for the black person who has privilege or doesn't have privilege, the lane is, uh, it has all kinds of obstructions in it. It might actually go backwards a little bit. It goes uphill, downhill, upside down, takes all these twists and turns, and you have to run up this hill through this lane uh, with some type of (laughs) thing that's adding weight to you and a group of people who are trying to Uh constantly pull you back to the beginning of the line in your lane. So, Uh yes, both have to work hard. Both are going to have to put forth some effort to succeed. But by not having the burden of being black in this country, you are relieved of many of the loopholes and roadblocks and ankle weights and people trying to drag you back to the lane. And that's, that's how you are privileged because all you have to do is work hard and the American dream will work mm-hmm. for you. We have to work mm-hmm. twice as hard at the least, and we have to deal with much more. Absolutely. And they, mm-hmm. they don't have they don't have to look in the mirror and see red and, and, and blue lights and wonder wonder if they're going to mm-hmm. it's going to be the last mm-hmm. day on the planet or not. Right. You know what right. I'm saying. You don't have mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to ask right. yourself when you're rejected from a job offer when you're rejected from a job that you interview for if race might have played into it or when you try That's to true. move to right. another neighborhood and can't get the house, mm-hmm. or when you can't get right. the apartment, mm-hmm. like I couldn't get in Boston, mm-hmm. you know? You have to, you don't have to ask yourself that. You can just rest right. assured right. that, oh, somebody beat me out to it, or I wasn't the best candidate. Mm-hmm. We always have to deal with that ambiguity, that uncertainty, and that, to me, is the worst part of racism. And when you are mm. not inside right. of that, that's one of the benchmark red flag signals that you have some privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. To not right. to not have yep. to deal with the too. burden of that ambiguity is privilege. Right. 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 To not have to experience and you racism have is privilege. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And that you have bootstraps. Absolutely. You have bootstraps right. to pull yourself up. The the government automatically right. provides you with bootstraps. Here, right. here's your bootstraps. You right. pull yourself up. We don't get bootstraps. Right. Right. You can try to get some, find some, create some, make some, and then there's the threat of them taking them away because you're not supposed to have bootstraps. What are you doing with those? Give me those. Right. Exactly. 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 Your- I mean, when, when, you, when you take into account and you take into consideration that every white person here, every white person on this continent, is here because of white privilege, especially out here in the West, where they cleared all this land and cleared all the indigenous folks or the quasi-indigenous uh-huh. folks uh-huh. off of this land and then said, here, come get it. You can have as much as you want. Yep. Here, come get this, and, and, and you can raise your family here. If that uh-huh. ain't a goddamn bootstrap, I don't know what is. You know what I'm right. saying? If, right. if, if mm-hmm. that isn't a bootstrap, I don't know what is. Everybody on this continent that for, isn't a or, mm-hmm. or, or 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 otherwise, they've all mm-hmm. had some sense of of privilege, just by the very fact of being here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where? Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got the key. One <laughs> thing that I I I have learned um, 
that I'm I'm going to stop using the term people of color because as black, I'm just going to say, but when I'm referring to black, I'm specific to the black struggle. I know I don't want to group people of color together because not everybody has experienced the same thing that we have. And when I'm speaking of the black experience, I don't want to necessarily it's almost like we tend we we've been trained to use this people of color thing and put everybody in the same group when we are the ones who have suffered to build this country and and create a standard for people to be able to come in and use the term people of color and take that benefit away from us as well. So, after mm-hmm. we've built this entire country and we have died and are still dying to this day based off of the the last 600 years of all we've done is work and slave and labor and we're taken away from us and we have gotten little bits and pieces of benefits that we can try to use to build and all anybody else who comes here and I'm not I'm not trying to take away from anybody else's struggle but I think we need to concentrate on our own issues and our own matters and not group ourselves with every other group of people who are non-white because when we do that, it opens up for all the stuff, all the civil rights stuff that we went through based off of the last 600 years that we've had in this country. Somebody now can can migrate here and come here and say, I'm a person of color and take that away from us when we don't have very much anyway. So I, I don't feel that, I feel like it negates everything that we've done to get to this point and everything that our ancestors have have been through in this country for any other group of non-white people to come in and mm. use that to get any benefits that we may have gotten because it's only a small pool anyway. So the 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 point one percent of the economics that we have in this country, every when people migrate here and and they're able to apply for that, anything that we have that we've fought for by just putting a minority status or just putting being considered a person of color, they get that along with the other benefits they get for for immigrating to this country, which leaves us with, with even smaller of a pie when that's all we have is a very small piece anyway. Mm. So I really feel like every time we say people of color that it dilutes us because, again, here we are trying to help everybody else instead of helping ourselves. We see other people struggle or we see other people needing rights or other people's rights are are <clears throat> are not um, being met or their their needs are not being met. And here we go, oh, we'll come over here and sh- we don't have much, but we're willing to share that. And what happens is we get pushed to the side again. So when any other group comes, they automatically jump ahead of us because they can take the rights that are set aside for us and the rights as immigrants, and they already have their own culture, and they already have their own country, and they already have all these other benefits that come from 
growing up in a established culture with an established country. And so, again, it puts us even further behind. So I'm not using people of color anymore. I'm speaking specifically of black black culture, melanated people, black people in this country, black people specifically in this country. Because I think this is this is the group that is most easily abused, pushed aside, pushed down, dehumanized, and we need to we need to stop being so freaking politically correct and concentrate on what we need, what we have because of what we've done, what we've what we've established, what we've built, what we've made. Based off of our history in this is country, this is this is our country because we built it, and we need to stop we trying to share first. it with everybody because we want to be politically correct. We it's our country. First. We built the whole thing. We when, were when here it, first. Yes, we were here first, and we built the freaking we country. They couldn't have had any of it without right. us. They'd have nothing without yeah. us. Nothing. Yeah. Okay, we are about to, if you're on, if you want to call, if anybody out there is listening, you want to call in 323-642-1637. But but if they're calling in, because we had a caller last time, Um, but it's about to go in the after hour, so we got 15 minutes left. Um, But, yeah, I think it's important to, I think, to make that distinction. Because that's all we do is try not to hurt people's feelings, try to include everybody. Can I say something? Yes. Because the trick, the trickery, the trickery with that word, I'd rather say melanin dominant. I'd stay the fuck away from black because of what black means. Melanin dominant? In legal terms. Yeah. Yes. You know what black means in legal terms? When you consider, when you call yourself black, you're calling yourself dark, you're calling yourself ignorant or unconscious if you use that name to identify yourself in a court of law. When they use those color codes and yeah. they talk about black male or white male and what black means in those terms, it means ignorant or unconscious. Just like minority means not of the age of majority. It means you're a minor. Mm-hmm. So right. the language that we mm-hmm. use kind of allows them yeah. to put us in certain categories that justify what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I won't use minority mm-hmm. either. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. You say black or if you say minority, you're placing yourself in 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 a position of you can't you you're not standing in your proper personage. You're not standing in your proper personage. Right. You're standing mm-hmm. in in in, right. a, in a state of ignorance. Thus mm-hmm. they you know they right. treat you as such. You know they minorities they, they, they need parents. Minorities need guidance. Right. Minorities yes. need guardians. And black. Is unconscious. I won't call myself a minority. Yeah. Right. A minor. Minors need guardians. You're a minor. You're a minority. Minor. Absolutely. I don't need a guardian. Right. I think we should clear. We should make a clear delineation of what it is. And we we melanin dominant right. or melanin recessive. Period. Period. Right. Point blank and period. I'm black. I'm not black. My skin isn't black. Right. I'm a long way from black. Right. They're a long way from white. They're not white. Right. Right. Yeah. They're recessive. Motherfucker, too, when you start talking about, right. you know, 
using using their their courts to do whatever it is you need to do. The moment you admit to being black, okay, well we can't mm-hmm. have to listen to you anyway. You know what the fuck you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're ignorant. That's what black means. It means completely unconscious. Mm-hmm. It means you don't wow. know. It means you're ignorant. And that's why they use those the color code shit. All right. All right. We're not white. Okay, and our last... We're um, not black. Go ahead. All right. Um, Aaron, any thoughts about that? What's that about? Um, oh, well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you both make some very interesting points. There's this bad habit that comes in in grouping all people together uh, that, like you mm-hmm. said, we get minimized or we get pushed to the side. The, a perfect mm-hmm. example is you start with Black Lives Matter and all of a sudden it's, oh, no, 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 all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Anyone with common sense knows right. that mm-hmm. all lives matter. Just like there are many groups of people fighting for their equal rights in this country. The problem is that mm-hmm. um, when you group us all together, you're not able to clearly see all that's going on. So it is important to make mm-hmm. distinctions when there's still so much work to be done. And as far as saying, you know, Absolutely. black versus white, I think that's a, it's a very interesting point because what what does that all mm-hmm. mean? I, I think uh, clarity Absolutely. is always important. It's always important to be clear. And I love I love melanin dominant, dominant, melanin rich uh, mm-hmm. because it because it it comes that's down right. to mm-hmm. that the thing that makes you look how you look. And that's that's what this is really all about. Absolutely. Because if you look like you're not, Absolutely. then you're able to you're able to benefit. And if you look yep. like you are, uh-huh. then that's when the experience gets much more real. And we are a colorist society, so yep. the more dominant you are, the more you're encouraged to distance yourself from yourself. I think it's very interesting. Absolutely. I kn- I know that when someone is Absolutely. comfortable with me. They perceive me as lighter, and I know that someone when someone is less comfortable with me, they yep. perceive me as darker. And you know, I'm that in between mm-hmm. brown. I'm very brown. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's interesting. So it, mm-hmm. the the dominance of mm-hmm. melanin does it, it shines a particular wow. light on it that brings a clarity to things. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that's interesting. I yeah. never thought about it that way. In, 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 in the case. And it takes it out of the legal league and it puts it back into a more natural perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It puts it back into a more natural perspective. You're talking about someone's natural state versus some artificial color that's been assigned to some people that aren't exactly that color. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Right. Nobody on this phone is black. Right. You know? You know? Nobody on this phone is black. Right. We're all melanin dominant, right. though. But we're not black. Right. And then you take and right. just look at the psychology that goes along with it. Take into account what black actually means within our framework and within our psychology. And what white mm-hmm. means in contrast to black. Right. right. You know right. what I'm saying? You automatically assign certain connotations to those to those colors. Mm-hmm. I see you, baby. You know? Right. But when you're calling her black and you're just you're black and you say black, you say black, you say black. Subconsciously, you're saying dirty, uh, right. uh, uh, 
untrustworthy, untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. You know, all of, all of the connotations that go along with with that color, black man, right. black ball. You know, mm-hmm. all black of those magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always negative. It has a negative connotation. Well, white is this pristine, um, mm-hmm. you know, judgment-free mm-hmm. type, right. of, type, of, right. type of connotation. No, right. it's not that. It's not black right. or white. It's dominant mm-hmm. or recessive. Right. It's melanin Absolutely. dominant or melanin recessive because that's, all, that's the delineation. That's the delineation. Right. The people who are right. melanin rich, people who are melanin recessive. <laughs> Right. Good point. Not black. Good point. Mhm. Just in the last few minutes, what are your thoughts about using using the word nigga? Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Shit, that's where we come from. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I personally, I'm not gonna allow somebody who is newer than my strain of consciousness or my strain of DNA to define me in derogatory terms based on how they see me. They don't have the power to do that. They don't have Absolutely. the power to do that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? They've been here for five minutes, and, and they have that much validity that they can define me in a single word to the point where I can re- respond to that word right. in a negative fashion. Right. You don't have that much power I, to upset me like that. You don't – when you, <laughs> they're not valid enough to upset right. me like that. That's like my kid right. or my dog calling me a motherfucker, though. I'm right. surprised you can talk in the first place. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is a goddamn dog. How you gonna call me a motherfucker and I'm gonna get upset? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, that's cute. Exactly. Oh, look. Hey, oh, your dog exactly. can talk. I'll I'll default right. to I'll 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 uh, refer or default to the late great James Baldwin who. Uh, Mm-hmm. From James Baldwin's nigger, where he basically says that white people invented the nigger, and if I'm not the nigger, and if it's true that your invention reveals you, then who's the nigger? You know, I give you your exactly. problem back. You're the nigger, mm-hmm. baby. It isn't me. Exactly. That's how I feel about that right. word. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't know how the people can get 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 offended right. by that, especially considering a a a, a, a culture of people who have no idea who they are or where they come from. Right. Who basically assimilated into your culture and stole it and taken your identity and gave you theirs. Right. And then you gave, right, right. and then you give they them the power to identity. define you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that makes right. sense. It's someone else's that construct, right. someone else's projection. And they're trying to hold you hostage mm-hmm. to it because they need you to be that. And you Absolutely. never were that. Yeah. You never were that. Absolutely. So when someone tries to call you Absolutely. that, you can say, that people was never me. It was never me. That's something you need. You want right. it. Right. So right. You, you are I mean, it. I personally, I ain't never been called a nigga to my face by no white person. <laughs> I ain't never. <laughs> Ain't no white person calling me no nigga to my face. Well, they ain't going to call you without being halfway down the street. They ain't going to say that to me. That's right. Yeah. I want to know why. They don't have to be halfway down the street if they're going to say that to you. Right. And then they're going to jump in the car. And they're going to jump in an unmarked vehicle. Right. See, that's why I don't take offense to it. I'm like, you ain't even man enough to stand under it and say it, you know. 
and incur the consequences thereof. Right. You got to shout it from a passing car or way down the street somewhere, then Hey, get out of here. That's just invalid right, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. We do give people way Personally. too much power. I remember my cousin. Exactly. She overheard right. a conversation of somebody else talking about she had to stay home from work for three days. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Please. Just giving somebody way yeah. too much yeah, that's, power. That's, that's, way too much power. It, she had to stay home absolutely. from work for three days, and absolutely. I'm not working with this person anymore. And she cried. Like, what is... Why would you yeah, why would you give anybody wow. that much power? Right. right. I would have just said, right. Oh yeah, that's cute. I've got damn minute. That's the best you can do. That's the best you can do. That's right. cute. <laughs> Please. Don't feed the animals. Right. You don't, just don't do it. Don't feed the animals. Yep. Yeah, and they exactly. they want that reaction from you. They want that power. They want to yep. know that they, they got you good. It. Right. Don't give it to them. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. 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 And take so joy in the fact that most people. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say real quick. Take take joy in the fact that most people who use that word don't know how to spell it. That's my experience. <laughs> right. It's always incorrectly spelled. Mhm. Mhm. They don't know how to spell mm-hmm. it. They don't know it. It's origin. They don't know it's real meaning. They don't know the power. Say it all you want because it's actually empowering us. So say it more Absolutely. and more and Absolutely. more because it's actually it's, it's empowering Absolutely. us the more you say it. So feel free. Feel yes, free. There, say whatever you want to say. And one last thing. Absolutely. There's a, a study that's also proven that it, it, racism, uh, people who are racist have lower intelligence. So just think about who you're really going to get into mm-hmm. it with. If, yeah. if it's worth it, right. someone yeah. who doesn't even have yeah. uh, average intelligence. That's right. a big, that, I can't be bothered. Like Sean said, you wouldn't be mad at your dog. You wouldn't be mad at your dog for calling you a name. You'd be quite impressed. <laughs> Seriously, you know right? So there you go. Your dog is smarter. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Okay. okay. So last. Um, <laughs> any last thoughts? Any any last thoughts? Anything that you want to say, Sean? To wrap up the show, we got about Aaron. Aaron. three minutes left. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron. Oh, look, I'm Moses. Aaron speaks, Aaron speaks for Moses. <laughs> yes, really quickly. Don't feed the animals, and your dog is smarter. That's what you need to think of. Mm. Anytime, anytime you feel, exactly. you know, something rising up in you and your fist starting to clench up, just mm-hmm. remember that your dog is smarter and do not feed the animals. Yep. Right. And this is not animals. your problem Perfect. like we talked about before. You know, this is not, it's not mm-hmm. your battle to fight. You got yep. caught up in it for years, but it's it's time to just tap out, tap out. But, yep. Don't yep, feel like yep, you need yep. to be responsible. We are not responsible. Mm-hmm. Okay, nope. so on that note, because I can't add any anything better, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, so if you are, you know, subscribe to the show if you're listening, and we're going to have um, shorter, more off, more shows a little bit more often. And if you have suggestions for future shows, send it to blueclick at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-C-L-I-Q-U-E at gmail.com. Ask questions, leave um, any comments or any show um, advice or anything that you might want to tell us about the show, and we will um, get back to you and possibly have future shows and your ideas. So thank you very much. 
And um, I'm going to um, say goodbye until next time, and we'll do one this weekend, I guess. <laughs> All right. Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details